it really feels like my closest friends are the women on the something maybe team. Yeah. Everyone is always talking and touch. Even Nicole yesterday was like on her way to the hospital because she like thought maybe she'd be having a baby. I feel like our <laughs> something maybe group chats like are all conversations about we're the first to know, know. you know, everything. Hi, I'm Ariel Charnas, and this is In House, my podcast about all the happenings in my life. Whether it's fashion, entrepreneurship, marriage, or mom life, you'll hear it all right here on In House. Hey guys, welcome back to In House with me, Ariel Charnas. Today I'm joined by Junko Harada and Nicole Pizer. Together, Nicole and Junko find factories to work with, pursue sustainable initiatives, and work with me and my internal teams to produce the Something Navy line. Both Junko and Nicole are a big part of Something Navy, and today we're going to get to know them a little more, their roles, and how they play a part in growing the Something Navy brand. So Nicole has been with us for almost two years. It's October will be two years. And actually, Junko and I started the same day. We did. Oh my God. (laughs) Wait, you did? Yeah. Yeah. Just coincidentally, actually. That is so funny. I didn't even remember that. Well, let me just explain what both of you or what your titles are. So Nicole is head of production and Junko is head of design. You guys have those titles, but you both do like so much more than just that. Specifically, Nicole, like we'll literally do every single thing at something Navy that I ask her to do. Like if it, (laughs) if it's with partnerships or content or design, she always is there to just help out and make things work. And Junko, I feel like you and Nicole sort of like, overlap in your roles too. I mean, like Nicole gives advice with design and you work with her with factories. Yeah, for sure. I think because it's such a small company and small team, we have to have that mentality where everyone's just willing to help whenever and do whatever to get things done. When we started, it was, I mean, as you know, just Jugo and I, and now we have a team of seven people. We just hired somebody else. But um, so we really had to jump in just doing kind of a little bit of everything and things that I think both of us had never done before. So Junko, how did you get here? Like, where did you work before this? Like, how did you get into design? Why something Navy? Do you want to just tell us a little bit about you? Like I think one of our, like my old colleagues, she told me about you and, you know, you have a new line that you're starting. And I thought it was really interesting, like project. Like I was like, I never heard of like, because I used to work in like more like runways and like, you know, runway shows, fashion week and like, you know, <laughs> doing more like celebrity dressing. Right. Like you weren't into like, inf- you didn't get like the influencer world. Like that wasn't your world. Yeah. So, but when we met and I was like, so kind of like really like impressed and like really like excited because like it was such a new thing. And like you were so like connected to like your followers and I felt like it was so intimate you know, the connection between like, you know, you and your girls, your women's like, it felt so different from like what I used to do with like runways and stuff. So that's something that got me really excited. And I feel like it was also, we give you like full reins, like you come up with like incredible designs and you still keep in mind, like the girl, that customer, you know, and speaks to your talent. You understand the, the customer and you bring like your talent and your skill, but you also keep them in mind while designing. And that's like why I think you're so amazing. I know what with Junko, it's funny because what she designs is never what she would really No, wear. ever. <laughs> so it's, funny. It's always for someone else. We still have yet to find something from something maybe that's Junko style. You know, when you're designing, 
you know, I always think about like you, Ariel, you know, I think about you, Nicole, like I keep thinking about everyone in the whole team. And that's what makes it like, you know, I feel like, you know, the very unique, like something Navy style. And What's your favorite piece that you designed so far? You know, like, I know, like, I might be like, kind of like surprising, but like the Nikki jumpsuits. Really? Yeah. You know, like I, I get so many compliments every time I wear it. Like, and it's like so funny, like all different kinds of people. Which one do you wear? I have the, the sun color one from the first drop. Do you, you don't wear it with the belt though? No, I don't wear it with <laughs> No way. She's wearing the bow belt. <laughs> and what shoes do you wear with oh, it? Sneakers. My Crocs. Oh, she's Crocs. so cool. Like I would right? never like, be able to pull, pull that off. off. So Nicole, do you want to talk a little bit about you and where, how you got here? I mean, it's interesting because when I was actually on maternity leave at the time and I had always been in the department store world, I was there for 10, 11 years. And I knew if I was to leave, it was going to be to do something different and unique. And I remember my sister being like, did you see something Navy is hiring? You should like reach out. This is O to your sister. Yeah. And I was like, I should, right? It's like totally different and something that I feel like is really exciting to be a part of. So I remember I had Ryan text Brandon because they went to school together. Ryan's her husband, by the way. Yes. Sorry. So I had him text him and ask if they were hiring for this position. He was like, have her reach out. So I met with Diedrich, I think two days later and then started a month later. It was really so fast. I remember you like peering <laughs> through like the door and... Yeah. Or, or was it Mar- someone was like, Ariel, this is Nicole. And I was like, hi. And you were like, hi. And then you walked away. And was- yeah. You guys were all sitting there, all of you together. And I it remember- must have been like scary too, like just coming in and seeing like a. Well, I didn't, I didn't know because I remember they sent me Diedrich's name and I obviously had no idea who he was. And Diedrich is our COO. Um, and I was like, so is this for something Navy? Like I'm confused. What position is this for? Um, <laughs> But then I came in and I saw it was a shared office between different brands. And then I saw all of you guys sitting there. And I remember I was 10 weeks postpartum and I had nothing to wear, nothing fit. So I like sucked myself into this dress and I was like, all right, this is it. (laughs) Whatever. So, and then here we are. I feel like I've been with you guys for my whole life. I was thinking when you said before um, that this podcast is to take everyone through where you spend most of your time and how much of your time is spent texting us like or answering our text messages? I mean, 24-7. Obviously, I, I make time for friends, but like it really feels like my closest friends are the women on the Something Navy team. Just because like... Yeah, everyone is we're, always we're talking. Always talking. And it's like, what are you up right. to? Like even Nicole yesterday was like on her way to the hospital because she like thought maybe she'd be having a baby. I feel like our <laughs> Something Navy group chats like are all conversations about we're the first to know, know, you know, everything. I mean, Juco, do you want to talk about like the process, like how we come up with like color palettes, like our mood boards, like concepts, just to like explain how like all these things inspire the products and what we make? Yeah. You know, like the whole, like us, like Ariel, Nicole, like we always like constantly like send each other, like, you know, like things that we like, yeah. like, you know, <laughs> like sometimes, it's true. yeah, like those things really like, you know, it's a good starting point for me. And even like, you know, sometimes you send like your mom's like nineties outfit or like, yeah. you know, you guys as a kid's like outfit and right. it's really like helped me like kind of like put together things, colors. And I feel like from that, I try to combine it with like more like 
kind of like the macro like trend right and right definitely like you know last year with the covid we were like okay we'll be all you know stay at home and i feel like things like that like we try to like incorporate into like what we're launching so definitely right you know like more loungy and like you know so like do you feel like you think a lot about like based on like the data like do you feel like you try to incorporate that information or it's like definitely I feel like it's that's such a good thing, especially like you, Ariel, with like your followers. You guys are so close and connected. And, you know, sometimes you have, we get that data. Yeah, <laughs> you have something and, you know, you have like all the phone. And like, I feel like that's really like, it's so good to like have what actually like, you know, our customer wants and right. provide it. So just to explain to everyone, so basically like what we do is we just have a group chat where we all just send each other inspiration constantly. And then we set up a sketch review. So Junko basically comes um, into the Zoom and presents, a well, first she presents the mood board. So based on all of like the images that we're sending to each other, colors, scenery, uh, street style, uh, old photos of I don't know, us as kids or our parents, um, she, she builds like a beautiful mood board off of that. And then, you know, we like look at the mood board together and we're like, okay, we don't like this or we don't like that. We want to change this. We want to get rid of that and add this in. And then I guess like a couple of weeks later, we set up a meeting for our sketch review. And that's when Juco comes and shows all of her beautiful sketches. And we talk about like things that we want to change around, like adding a zipper or making something, you know, V-neck or adding a slit, like just a bunch of different things that we, you know, edit while looking through the sketches and then we narrow it down. Right. It's very collaborative. Yeah. It's very collaborative. Like everyone from Nicole and production to, I don't know, sometimes I'll bring like Nikki in from partnerships Mm -hmm. just to like get, you know, a ton of different opinions on what, you know, people we think would, would, you know, resonate well with the audience. But my favorite is when after the first sketch review, we come back and then you have it with like colors and prints and it just like makes it so much more like alive and exciting. Um, And I feel like that's when we go through uh, choosing colors and prints and and fabrics and that kind of stuff, which is really fun. Yeah. And then what's the next step after that? Then we get our first sample, the first sample, the first So that's where we are now, where we're working on the sketches and passing the first proto request for fall 22. Before COVID, we would get the first protos and we would have them in the office. And we'd have a fit model, which we weirdly like transitioned into it really nicely. It really was pretty seamless, right? After the first few weeks of trying to figure out like, okay, where do we ship the samples? Who's going to try them on? It really was fine. I, I agree. I mean, obviously I prefer to be with you guys eating lunch together and right. touching and feeling and me trying on next to the model. We made it work. But yes, we did make it work. But so after our first round of protos, then what happens? Then we make the corrections. And- yeah, we decide what are we moving forward with. And then, I mean, there's the component where we have Sarah who makes the line plan. Sarah's our merchandiser. And so we have to make sure that our classifications, like we have enough dresses that meet the line plan and that will ultimately help us meet our business goals. So then from there, we request, and Jugo, you can continue, but um, the next round of samples in the correct fabrics. Yeah, like a showroom sample. So that's basically what we kind of like 
doing like different prints and colorways and then from like it becomes like a full collection and that's what actually become the product in the end it's really amazing <laughs> to see behind the scenes like how a piece is made and then we see it in store and we see like people buying it and then wearing it and posting yeah. it and it's just so crazy to have seen it from start to i don't know the real world it's i think that's my favorite part about what we do yeah making it come to life and just being a part of like each part of the process and just knowing how it came about you know even the conversations like when i see like a piece on someone that like is at a restaurant and i'm like oh my god that was so funny when we were talking about i don't know like removing I, I don't know, but just like yeah, those I, memories come back, you know, yeah. of like how it, it became. So I think it's really cool. Okay. So Nicole, can you talk to us about the factories and just how you deal with like maintaining costs, negotiating units and all like the crazy financial stuff? Like I don't want to be a part of. <laughs> <laughs> Without getting too much into the minutia. Um, so we work with factories globally. And I think the one thing that's interesting is you kind of have to tailor it to every country because everyone works differently. So if you're talking to China versus Italy versus Portugal, everyone has their own way of working. So I think you have to, the first thing is develop a relationship because many of these factories, you know, it's all about having a relationship with them and them wanting to work with you. Like a lot of them actually had to agree to take us on and, like they get a lot of requests from a lot of brands. And so they have to make sure it's also worth it on their end, which we're fortunate. We're working with really great partners. Um, but it's just working together to find like, okay, we like this fabric, but they say like that has a 10,000 unit minimum. We know we want to only buy 300 units of that. Just as an example, they'll come back and give us a substitute that's similar, but works for that. I was going to say the factories, um, send me gifts now, like on birthdays and stuff because of you. Oh yeah. It's They're so all cool. On Instagram. It's funny. Cause like, if you're not in this, I think you think of factories as being like very removed and distant yeah, and like not up to speed with like modern technology in terms of like social media and everything. It's funny. Cause I'll see them comment on a lot of your posts too. And like, but then like the factory and Turkey will be like, I saw Ariel post this, we can make something like that. But like we did that one in Portugal so it's, they use it also for their own, like showing to us what their capabilities are. And I mean, you keep like every, the whole machine on time and everyone, you know, in product accountable. So like, can you, can you talk about <laughs> how try. you deal with that? Like just making sure that everything is like, I mean, cause that's a huge part of it. I just bother Junko a lot. That's basically what it comes <laughs> down to. No, so everything is working backwards. So we have to ultimately start at what date we want to sell this. So like right now, we know fall 22, we want to sell in August. So the whole calendar right. has to be built backwards from there. And then everything is like pretty much on a very strict deadline or you end up missing your delivery dates. But um, every country also has different holidays, right. different deadlines. So we do it based off of the earliest one to consolidate. So it's just a juggling basically. And, you know, moving pieces where we have to work with design or merchandising or logistics um, to make sure that everything works together. And Junko, I have a really good question for you. Do you ever get attached to like certain pieces? And then like, I don't know if like the audience doesn't react well to that one. Does it like affect you? Like, do you get like upset? Like, how does that make you feel? (laughs) 
I feel like definitely like I get attached to almost like every single piece that you know we develop. Yeah. Even like sometimes it doesn't get through to be produced and like you know I get sad about it because you know sometimes I really like like it and you know <laughs> yeah but yeah like you know when getting like those like critiques is so helpful so I found those things like but Juka you take it really well like a lot of times there are designers who get very sensitive about it and you kind of take it with a grain of salt yeah she's like okay but I can tell when there's a few pieces that you really care about and say we're at line review and that's when we're like we have we have to do this Jugo there's one shirt that will come in spring 22 that I know how you feel about it which one one of the floral blouses the one from India that you you kept you kept slipping back in right right, right. (laughs) and finally back in right yes yeah but it's really, honestly, like critique is like something really to improve for the next. So like, that's something I take it really, po- try to take it positively. And I feel like that's, you know, yeah. definitely like, you know, makes the quality and like, you know, what actual everyone wants. It's not easy when it's something that you designed and have to separate yourself from no. it. Right. Junko, can you tell us about like the design team and how you guys you know, sketch out your ideas and source fabrics and prints and creating the embroidery design. Like, can you explain how your team works? I feel like sketching part, like, you know, creative part, we get all like the design, get really excited and we really love like, you know, you know, creative sketching and then like choosing like, you know, sourcing fabric, really like connecting with factories and be like, what, you know, what you guys have like, you know, new and, you know, interesting, like now, like, we keep asking the supplier, okay, do you guys have like really nice, like, you know, sustainable fabric or like something that's eco-friendly, like, and that part of like research is really exciting for us. Right. But <laughs> eventually, you know, like executing it, like that's like a tough part for the design, definitely like, you know, but we want to make the perfect product. So when we launch the protos, like we know we're really like precise and like, okay, like, tension of the stitch or like you know like how many stitch per like one inch like you know we really go really deep into like small thing that people doesn't you know understand our communication but (laughs) that's why we communicate with factories and I think like we have this weird conversation that no one would understand but that's what we're doing well that's where I think I bother Junko the most probably because um (laughs) Like a lot of the different techniques all have different costs. So yeah. sometimes I hear her suggesting things that I know is going to be above our target. Too expensive. But I have to <laughs> remind her that like to to anybody, they won't notice the difference. But it's because she's looking at it from a designer's eye that it makes such a difference. Because it's all about the small details. But yeah. So what would you guys say, both of you, is the toughest part of your jobs? Junko, is that the toughest part, like wanting to... I feel like, you know, we have to take the middle ground, right? We always <laughs> argue and talk, like we decide together, like, okay, so we, we can yeah. take this, but we have to take this off. And like, I feel like we Nicole and I, that's always like... The like I, think, I think this season we went back and forth on Rami versus Linen for quite some time. Yeah. Um, and Junko was very sad on Rami, but Rami was very expensive. <laughs> so we, we compromised and we did Rami for some styles, linens for others, but it's just working through it and finding like a middle ground solution. Right. 
And is that the toughest part of your job, Nick? Uh, no, I would say the toughest part is, you know, when suddenly you get an email that a style is two months delayed and we have our e-commerce drop. So it, it's not traditional retail where you can just flow it out to a store. doesn't really make a difference at the end of the day. But here we have like these set drops and there's not really much you can do around that. So figuring out how do we get this here? Can we get it here? And if not, what's the backup plan? Right. And usually we have like an hour to figure it out. That's very stressful. (laughs) But that's the toughest part of your job. Yeah. I think just like managing when there are issues and finding solutions that work within the business model. That is your job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, last year was so hard for Nicole, no? Like, I feel like we were like going crazy, <laughs> like chasing, like... Your job last year, yeah. Oh, yeah. Running away from oh, like, my God. COVID in every country. Oh my God, I know. It was, and like, obviously we wanted to, to continue being supportive partners to all of our factories. So we didn't want to pull away right. business from them, move it somewhere else based on that. Um, so it was like, Okay, so if we're moving a style, how do we then offset that like business that we're moving and give them something for the future? Right. And so just to close out the conversation, what would you guys say is like your favorite part about being a part of something navy? What's what's your favorite part about your job? Working with people that we work with, our team, like everyone is really great and comes from different backgrounds and I think having that collaboration on a constant basis is probably the best aspect. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Jinka? Exactly the same. I feel like it's such a new place. And like, I feel like the team is coming from so many different backgrounds and it's also the challenge that we face together. And I feel like that's exciting. I think we were talking about this the other day too. Um, Like what we're doing, nobody has really done before. So there's no guidebook for this. There's no business model that's been exactly like this, where there's, you know, the influencer, the media, all of these different components together. So, you know, we just like figure it out as we go. That's my favorite part about something Navy is that I feel like we really do just like have freedom to just get creative, like do what we want to do and just make it like all of our ideas, like no one's ever like putting them away. Like we we really do like put our ideas out there and we all work together to like actually, you know, come true, which is very exciting and cool. So this has been a really fun conversation learning about how integral Nicole and Junko are to the Something Navy brand. I feel incredibly lucky to have strong, smart, capable women like you guys helping bring my vision to life. Thank you for joining me on the podcast and Look to chat more on future episodes. Thanks for having us. Of course, guys. That's a wrap for today's episode of In-House. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with more thoughtful discussions and amazing guests. Make sure you follow on Spotify and Apple Podcasts so you never miss an episode. And of course, follow me at Ariel Charnas and at Something Navy. See you next week.